Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni and Giulia's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about a movie that is honestly one of the most underrated Marvel movies ever, and one of my favorites, and I have no shame in saying that. That is, of course, Iron Man 3. Now, I can't wait to defend this one, but uh, of course, first of all, you should know what it's about. Uh, this follows Tony Stark, who's suffering from PTSD following the events of the Avengers, and uh, it sees him battling a new terrorist threat called the Mandarin and dealing with the reemergence of a ghost from his past with a mysterious new technology. And he has to start a quest of rebuilding and retribution and fighting all these these demons. This movie is fantastic, and no one can dissuade me for that. I genuinely okay i'm gonna get it there are what i'm gonna say there's only one one no two yes there is two okay there's two real problems i have with this movie and i'm gonna get them out of the way right now because everything else from here is gonna be positive number one he should have let pepper leave I don't understand why he doesn't let Pepper leave uh, the house when she wants to. That's really stupid. And, you know, he says, I can't protect you out there, whatever. And like, yeah, okay, I can see that. But at the same time, there's no chance she wouldn't be safer, you know, away or with S.H.I.E.L.D. or something than she would be with you. And uh, and then my second problem is there's a very weird exchange between Tony Stark and the kid Harley when he first arrives um, because he comes in and he's like, you know, he, he doesn't know who he is. And he's like, uh, he's like, then he realizes that Iron Man's there and he's like, wait, is that Iron Man? And it's like, wait, so you know who Iron Man is, but you don't know Tony Stark. And then he's like, I am technically. And then he gives him the paper and goes, technically, you're dead. And it's Tony Stark, like, you know, whatever, a, the attack on the front page of the the uh, the newspaper. So it's like, wait, so you do or don't know who Tony Stark is? And then uh, after their little banter, you, um, you know, he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Harley. And he goes, and you are, and he's like, the mechanic, Tony. It's like, wait, w do you know who he is or not? That whole exchange is really stupid. And it's, uh, it, it definitely bothers me more every time I watch it because it's like, at first I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, wait, no. Then I'm like, okay. Then I'm like, wait, what? Because it just keeps switching. And it's like, okay, I don't understand if you know who he is or not. It's a very weird exchange. It's, it's very poorly written or it seems out of order in some way, but that's honestly a nitpick. Obviously it's a very small moment in the movie. Other than that, honestly, no problems with this movie. Um, I love this movie. I have always loved this movie. And I think this is going to make me sound pretty weird. But uh, I love this movie so much when it first came out that for a while, once I finally got it on Blu-ray, I would watch it literally every Saturday until I was told to stop. Until I was told, this is a problem. You need to watch something else. Uh, I love this movie so much. I have it memorized. Uh, I mean, like a little less now than I did. But, you know, there's certain movies where it's just like, no matter how many, you know, it, like how many months or years you go in between viewings, you can still just kind of, you know, it just comes back to you. This is definitely one of those movies. Um I think that my favorite thing about this movie is 
its treatment of the character of Tony Stark. For one, it starts from a very interesting point of view. Tony Stark is suffering from extreme PTSD, and it makes sense. I mean, he went from uh, a pretty harrowing experience being like locked up and and tortured in a cave in Afghanistan to finally, you know, coming back and and becoming like a celebrity and a superhero. And, and then he's joining the Avengers and this whole thing happens with, um, with like the aliens and, and him going into space through that portal and everything. That's a lot on a person. And I can understand why, you know, you wouldn't be okay after that. I really hate that the movies immediately drop that after this, just because of the backlash to this movie. And I think that that is unfortunate because this movie, you know, while it's handled comedically, a lot of the times it does do a good job of showing you a little bit of uh, a different perspective on a superhero story. And, um, and there's certain lines that like are kind of haunting and especially with the music, which is another positive in this movie. A lot of it's very haunting and somber. The action music, once it actually gets into that is incredible. Um, it's very, very good throughout, but I think that with the score and some of these lines, I mean, they just convey emotion very well. There's, you know, when he's saying about like things are over and then you just can't explain them, like how he just can't get that to click in his head. What happened there? I mean, that's, that's really, it's interesting to see that. I, I think that's a really, really cool idea. And then, um, how that feeds into him building all the suits and how that comes back into play in the end. I think all that is really, really cool. And one of the best parts about this movie and along with that is Tony's arc. This is one of the, one of the few movies where I feel Tony has uh, a unique arc. I mean, he sort of keeps having the same arc over and over. Uh, he has the exact same arc in, uh, in Avengers one as he does in Avengers four uh, that, you know, he, where he, comes around from being selfish to being a hero and being willing to put his life on the line which is also the same arc he has in the first iron man so he's sort of perpetually in this like state of bringing down his ego but in this it's a little bit different where he's sort of constructed this part of himself where he feels like he needs iron man to be whole but this movie sort of teaches you that you know, it's not the suits that make him Iron Man. And what's really Tony Stark's superpower is his ingenuity. And that leads into one of my other favorite parts about this movie is not only how it strips Tony down, but how that forces the action to be incredibly creative. I said recently, um, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to come out. It should be relatively soon after the Wonder Woman 1984 episode. But on that, I dropped a line about how... Um, I love that this movie has creative action and that one of my complaints with Wonder Woman is that it usually just evolves into people punching each other and throwing each other around and it gets very boring after a while. And that's how I feel about a lot of these Marvel movies, honestly. I mean, there are definitely exceptions. I think that a lot of the fight scenes in Winter Soldier are very cool. And I think that, um, you know, there is certain stuff where you get shots or like combo moves in the Avengers movies that can be really cool. But for the most part, the, the these movies kind of just evolve into either two people doing karate against each other or a bunch of people with like, you know, huge like blasty bolts of some sort, like throwing stuff at each other and shooting each other and like and it can get visually uninteresting. I mean, I think that's one of the things I was the most disappointed in with Endgame is the ending. I mean, it's a it's a really 
there are a lot of moments in the climax that I adore and that give me chills just thinking about them. But at the same time, uh, the the actual battle itself is visually dull. I think it just it's a lot of gray. It's not very colored. It looks desaturated. The landscape is so boring behind them. And a lot of the action is uninteresting. There's some cool shots, but that's kind of interspersed. A lot of it's just people punching and stabbing and shooting each other. And it can get boring after a while. In this movie, you have so many sequences where... Tony is forced to think on his feet and it starts with the attack on the on his house which is another gripe that a lot of people levy at this movie and listen I understand that it's a very stupid move in my mind this is a very Tony Stark move you know he, this is a very cocky person uh who will do really irrational and stupid things very often and I think the movies have shown that time and time again so that part of it really doesn't and has never bothered me but uh, once that actual attack happens, uh, I mean, like when he he has the suit, but it's not fully ready yet because it's a prototype and he can't just like fly around and shoot the helicopters out of the sky and he's got to get really creative with it. So he launches a piano and he he throws the missile and shoots it like all that stuff. It It's really cool because he can't just, you know, he doesn't have the full the full power of all his suits like he you know he doesn't have all the the weapons available he has to figure out how to take these people down and he's depowered and that's kind of the conceit of this whole movie and i love that uh the whole scene where he he goes to like that home depot type place and he he builds like all these random gadgets that's really cool uh the part where he um he gets like the boot and the glove but they're mismatched this movie just never like uh it never passes up on an opportunity to get really creative with the action like that is so cool because he can do stuff but he can't do it as well as he would if it were a balanced or b if he had the whole suit so he's like unbalanced and so he's like going off in kind of random directions but he's like using it creatively he uses the the repulsors to like backhand people and knee people and and kick people into walls and stuff it's so cool it's so much more interesting than if he just had the suit and i really really love that and then um i think another thing that i love about this movie and it it uh, is sort of tied into the action is that um is that he saves people in this movie. It's one of my favorite things. And, uh, you know, I talk a lot about how much I hate the DC movies. It's not really a, uh, it's not really a secret, but I did also say in the Wonder Woman 1984 review, when I mentioned this movie, I did say that I do like that she saves people in that movie. And that's actually something that's consistent in this one too. One of my favorite sequences in this entire movie is the, um, the sequence and everybody gets sucked out of the plane and he has to save all of them. That is so cool. It's so creative. Like the, the whole, um, barrel or yeah, I think right. Barrel of monkeys, whatever that game is called that he's using as a metaphor for it. And he has them all grab each other and he's able to like save them. It's very, it's very tense. It's very fun to watch. And you know, he's a superhero. He saves people. It's really like triumphant at the end and it's creative. You know, he, he can't um if, if it was one or two people maybe he could catch them all but how do you save 13 people from falling out of a plane that's that's a really cool problem to watch him solve and i love it it's it's so awesome um 
the, the, the fight at the end is really cool when he's switching between all the suits. It's so fun to watch. Uh, the, uh, the, what's, oh, what am I thinking of? I, I had it in my head and then I lost it. Um, the whole sequence in, in town when he is fighting the extremist people and he is handcuffed and he's got like nothing to use but the stuff around him, that is so cool because you know like i said it's ingenuity he has to get creative with what he has in front of him and it's so much more interesting to watch than if he was fully powered i love this movie strips down everything that he uh he's used to having and forces him to think on his feet and i think that also keeps the action from getting stale it's not like in a lot of other superhero movies when the action just kind of happens because it's like uh people might be getting bored at about this point it's like the action is only there when it's absolutely necessary and every time it's there it's really interesting to watch too so i i really love that and um i think it's probably good to talk about the villain uh i understand where a lot of people are coming from with the fact that the mandarin was so cool when they thought he was like this terrorist leader and then it turns out you know he isn't but at the same time, I think that's a very interesting idea that they're exploring there as well. They need somebody to take credit for it. And, um, you know, he's kind of wielding this powerful weapon of a terrorist, but it's all a lie. And I think that's such a, an interesting take and better than the stupid, corny magic rings like that wouldn't have worked. I mean, let's just be real. That wouldn't have worked. Um it just doesn't really fit this movie. It doesn't fit the Marvel universe at this time. And it wouldn't have fit in with his image anyway, the the way that they, they were orchestrating it. So I have never had a problem with that. The Mandarin is sure he's a villain that Iron Man butts heads with a lot. I understand that, but it's just, it's never been a major villain for me that I think they have to get right. I think that you can change things as long as it suits the story. And I think this does a good enough job of suiting the story. And I think the reveal of him being not what you think he is, is pretty funny too. And that is entertaining to watch. So that's another thing that's just, it's just never been a gripe for me. So I think in general that this movie is a lot better than people give it credit for. Uh, I think it is one of my favorite Marvel movies and it's just highly underrated. I really wish that people would give it another shot because everybody just freaked out so hard about it and they really didn't like it. And that kind of forced them to courts correct in these weird ways. And I just don't think that was necessary. I think that this movie is a lot of the times just misunderstood. And I think that it is really a lot of fun and very interesting and well-written. So, you know, if, if you haven't watched it in a while, I would implore you to please go check it out again. It, it, it is better than you remember, I promise. This is a really, really good movie and a very interesting take on a superhero story. So I would definitely recommend this one. It's one of my favorites. And yeah, I know I ran put on a little bit, but listen, this is a very important movie to me. There's a couple movies on this podcast that I review where it's like, I don't even know if I can do them justice, the amount that I love them. And this is one of those. I was I, I was giddy watching it. Honestly, I was. It it was like it was like being a little kid again. I was just so excited to watch Iron Man save people and and like do all this stuff. And it's so fun. I love it. I really, really do. So I think that if you uh, were indifferent to this movie or didn't like it when it came out and haven't seen it since, I really think that it's worth checking out again. This is a really great movie, and I think more people should uh, come to the dark side over here.
So, yeah. Good stuff, Shane Black. Most underrated filmmaker working today. Maybe. I don't know. There's probably somebody more underrated, but still. He's definitely up there. All right. Real quick, Gratefuls. I am grateful for... Uh, um, my family and friends. That's a kind of lame one. Uh, it kind of goes without saying, but hey, it's worth reminding myself every once in a while. I'm grateful to have family and friends that I can call on and talk to very frequently, get to spend a lot of time with. It's very nice, and I'm grateful that I have that accessible to me. That's something that I'm always grateful for, but it's just, like I said, good to you know, be reminded. All right. Uh, if you like the show and you want to show us some love, please consider rating and reviewing. Five stars is super helpful. You can do it right in app wherever you get your podcast. That is um, one of the best things you can do for this podcast to help spread the word. And if you have somebody in your life that you think would enjoy it, please send them my way. I'd love to have them. Word of mouth is another great way to do uh, spread the word about the show. And uh, while you're there reviewing, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. I post these every Tuesday and Thursday, and sometimes there's some special bonus ones depending on what's going on in the world in terms of entertainment. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled and never miss one. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, contact me. Uh, listen to every possible episode or find whatever your preferred podcast host is. Uh, like to the links to listen to the show, you can find all that at moviesandmorepod.com. That's linked in the description below. So thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to, but thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time, I am Iron Man. Peace. <laughs>